Hip17.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It's the Josh JP Philosophy. So here they are, Josh Cohen and JP Plunkett. Well, gentlemen, I'm not Josh. I'm not JP. I'm David Yaz with the Boston Podcast Network. But the boys are back, and the boys are in the studio. They are genuinely in the Westwood Mass Studios of Pod 617. Josh, how are you feeling? Feeling fantastic, seeing all my friends live and in person. Can you believe it? JP, no, how about you? It's great to be here. Feels like um, game day in uh, the Westwood Studios, Pod 617. <laughs> That's right. They get, you got your game faces on. And I know you're going to talk business today, so you guys are the experts. So, JP, you want to let us know what we're going to talk about first, and off you go, boys. Sure. So commercial real estate world is up and down, left and right, like I think most sectors of uh, our economy. And what struck me most recently was uh, yesterday while on tour with an office tenant, just how... On one hand, things are getting a bit more exciting and folks are paying attention to um, space needs and considering moves. But on the other hand, when you're actually out there touring, I can't lie, it's a little bit dusty and gloomy and shall I say boring. Uh, the parking lots are 90% empty. Uh, these beautiful, clean, well-manicured buildings are um, super lightly populated, uh, the fitness centers empty, the corporate cafeterias look like they're ready to go, but there's no one in them. So it's it's a mixed bag. I, I think there's a bit of an identity crisis right now uh, out there in the office market. You know, people are starting to percolate and think about it, which is great compared to, say, three, four, five, six weeks ago. But, gosh, when you get right out there, it's almost like a um, – a ghost town of sorts um, in terms of actual feel. Right. You know, I'm seeing that firsthand in our building, which is obviously suburban office space. And what we've seen is the parking lot's still empty. There's, if there's seven, eight businesses, they're pretty, pretty much empty. That's funny, actually. One of the businesses is Corona Engineering. <laughs> uh, and so every time somebody... You know, those poor guys gets on Wi-Fi. It says Corona. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I notice it just to be completely empty. And even the parking lot says you drive down Hingham and Rockland there, they're pretty empty. Today. Well, I think what will happen from chatting with some human resource directors and CFO types that generally oversee the um, office comings and goings of a company, there'll be a schedule rolled out really post Labor Day where this department comes in on Monday. This department's on Tuesday. This group's Wednesday. Thursday might be ad hoc. No one's coming in Friday. I'm just sort of back of the enveloping that. But but roughly, that's the way companies are looking at it. They're going to have a very slow, calculated, methodical uh, schedule um, as to when folks need to be in. And otherwise, it's going to be a lot of you know Zoom calls and you know knock on wood, more integration probably not until after the first of the year. Yeah, I was talking with someone who works for a bank, and she said their CEO told her, you know, when are we going to be full blast back to work? And the guy said, when there's a vaccine. And that, that actually <laughs> surprised me because that, that, that's no timetable at all. And I'm all for, you know, the social distancing and the whole plan. But do you guys think that is a, is a real possibility? Are we talking about another year of this? I, I think it is. I mean, I, if you see uh, phase four of Baker's plan, 
basically says, until there's a vaccine, these bars are not going to be open. So the phase four will be the longest phase. It will be the longest phase. And the, I mean, they just did, uh, I'm dealing with uh, little league, which I was on the phone with before I got in here. So my blood pressure is, tip- is higher than typically normal, <laughs> but we're trying to open up and play games. Yeah. Phase three, step one. Mm-hmm. And if you read step four is vaccine. So that's unfortunate, but I think that's what it's going to come to. Well, it'll, it'll get here, and, and who knows, maybe it comes absolutely out of nowhere. Um, but even if it showed up next week, isn't there a good six-month process for getting it approved, get it tested, and, you know, and, and distributed? And, you know, so it's, it's, none of this is going to happen all, all overnight. But back onto the office market, the newer deals, people are really starting to relook at how their space will be laid out. And one thing's for sure – Folks are going to be taking less space than ever before. And that was happening anyways pre-COVID, just with technology and creativity on layouts. Um, and to boot, I think there'll be uh, a layout that shows more conference rooms than ever and a wide-open bullpen with minimal, minimal right. private offices. Private offices, you know, video didn't really kill the radio star, but um, technology and COVID might kill the private office. Uh, we're going to be looking at wide open bullpen spaces where people will have um, desk hotels, you know, p- plug in when it's your day or two to be in the office. And then these big meeting rooms where when we have departmental gatherings or company wide gatherings, you'll come in and it'll be a, a massive room or two within your suite. So uh, the corner office, the C-suite, if you will, um, no more or, or very, very little. JP, what is this doing I mean, I don't know if you've seen it yet thus far, but what is this doing, especially in you know the, the downtown Boston marketplace, price per square foot? So I think it's too early to really tangibly put a thumb on where pricing's going. Um, believe it or not, uh, the few deals that have actually been happening, there hasn't been a clear-cut downward um, price movement. So to be determined, don't really know just yet. But what we do know is that Companies that have historically had to be in Boston, well, let's pretend they used to have 50,000 square feet in Boston. Well, now they only need 30,000 feet, period, anyways. And maybe only 10,000 of that 30 will be in Boston as their quote-unquote headquarters for the business card, for the cachet. And the balance of it will be in easier-to-get-to, historically way less money destinations like a Waltham or a Quincy or a Braintree. Yep. So the suburbs will be a, a massive beneficiary of of what's happening uh, here. There's really no doubt um, about that. But Josh, a question back to you um, on your specialty. W- w- what have you seen in terms of um, businesses as they look at insurance products and uh, different financial sort of packages um, as their businesses just change on the fly, how do they address it from that point of view? Well, I think it's twofold. I think first and foremost, as far as the um, the amount of time people have had to review or start their plans over the last 90 to 120 days has been significant. You know, a good friend of, of ours, Brett Kaufman, he said he's, he, he's an estate planning attorney and he said he's never been so busy because people are addressing things and topics that they 
have not addressed in years because they're too, quote unquote, too busy. I've seen on the life insurance side, the disability insurance side, people that have had proposals sitting at their desk from me for six months are now starting to take action on them. Wow. So that's one piece. If the other piece is people are worried, and I'll get to the business side in a second, but people are worried that if they do get COVID, are they uninsurable? And you can talk to people about being uninsurable all day prior to the pandemic. But now the fact is there is a pandemic and they are concerned what impact that'll have on them. I don't know the answer to that. As far as business planning and insurance planning, people are relooking at their products, relooking at pricing, um, focused more and more heavily on succession planning and really retaining their key people. And it's come to the forefront as this crisis has, has continued. So from a, Business standpoint, it's been great. And also the other thing I've mentioned in prior podcasts is tax rates. Uh, businesses are, are heavily reliant on how much money they're going to pay in taxes. And the fact of the matter is it's going to be very difficult and nothing that I've seen or heard is to the contrary for us to sustain these low tax rates that exist in today's environment. Well, the other thing too is um, tax rates can really fluctuate from community to community within Massachusetts. And that can totally drive where somebody might opt to put their next office. Um, even though an office lease is nine times out of 10 fully gross inclusive of taxes, there is almost always a base year where there are overages beyond that for operating expenses, including real estate taxes. So an, an office tenant has to pay better attention to real estate taxes than one might initially think. Because come year two, three of a five to 10 year lease, they are paying um, the overage, the increases sure. in real estate taxes. And the suburbs historically, most of them have significantly lower taxes than the city of Boston does. And uh, folks are gonna look at that as, an, as part of their all in occupancy cost. But um, on, on a bright note, um, there are sections of the, commercial real estate world, there are food groups that are doing great. And multifamily is one of them and industrial is the other. Um, industrial has a bright, bright future. Logistics, supply chains, warehouse, you know, folks uh, that make a product or pick and pack a product or assemble a product or design a product, they need a place to put it. Right. That can't be done at home, that can't be done on a Zoom call. And then uh, multifamily, um, folks still need places to live. It's, it's that simple. And the renewal rates for apartments in the city and around for the September one rollover, uh, super high, you know, in and around the 90 plus range. And, uh, that 10% or so of vacancy, um, we're seeing that, um, leasing brokers on the street are telling us that showings, although most of them are virtual, are quickly leading to applications, people with strong credit. Uh, rents aren't going up, but they're not going down. So that's another section of um, the food group, uh, the, uh, another food group within commercial real estate that's doing well, you know, multifamily investment properties. Uh, things seem to be going just fine. That's great. Yeah, what, what I'm seeing also with these businesses is, you know, a year ago we were really focused on retaining and rewarding key people within, fo within companies. And because the... Uh, the labor market was so tight. Well, obviously the labor market's loosened up a little bit. Now businesses are really seeing the importance of those one or two key people that they need to retain. And so they're looking at that now, which is obviously positive, opens up another conversation discussion that we're having with them.
So that's a big positive sign of this, this, this COVID. It's the Josh JP philosophy. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please share it with a friend or a colleague in your network who would be interested. The show is supported by Red Dome Realty and Legacy Financial Group. For more information on these organizations and how to get in touch with your host, check the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.